listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. Learn how to study the Bible more effectively. Get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Carmelina Bacchino, and today we have David Leo in the studio once again. Welcome, David. Yo, thanks, Carmi. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Yeah, happy Tuesday. It's happier than Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So uh, we're back for another episode of Father uh, Abraham. Abraham. Very excited. Mm-hmm. And today it's titled uh, Abraham and Hospitality. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, just to be clear, too, when we talk about hospitality today, I know mm. I know in education, they usually think about the hospitality industry. Mm. But just to keep it simple, I'm just talking about, just like Rahab, we talked about Rahab yeah. last Wednesday, we're talking about just opening your home just to have people over yeah. and making them feel welcome. So that's the, that's the when we say hospitality, we just mean, you know, opening your home, mm. having people over, letting them have a meal and a, a drink <laughs> and, you know, just chilling, you know, yeah. just having a, a good time together. Absolutely. Yeah, fellowship. Yeah. yeah, so um, we're both from diverse cultures. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I was <laughs> just thinking, I'm Italian, Cook Island. Yeah. So c- hospitality is really big in Massive. my family. Yeah. So I always feel sorry <clears throat> for my friends when they'd come over oh, yeah. because they'll get smothered. Yeah. Like they'll get so smothered. I remember for my 18th birthday when it was, we had a big party and uh, my friends came over and I told them, I prepped them. I yep. said, ready just be ready. They're going to force a lot of food on mm-hmm. you. And also say yes. Mm-hmm. And if if in, if in doubt, um, if in doubt, I said, um, just tell them you've already had two plates or something and they might just believe you. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, yeah, my family loves to feed people. I love, oh, yeah. And I think I that rubbed off of me. I love to feed people. Yeah. I love when people come over and I'm like, let me give you food. Yes. <laughs> like, I've, yeah. I've, I've had Italian friends and mm. Cook Island friends. Yes. <laughs> and, and both both are the same. You know, yeah. you're, you're, you're eating. You haven't finished your meal yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah have some more. Have some more. It you doesn't know? And matter so, how much yeah, you've had. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I know that. And, and me growing up in a Samoan yeah. uh, background, it's, it's a same thing you know yeah. like um friends are the same in fact i, I remember when um my wife we weren't married at the time but we, mm. we would go visit people sometimes you know and yeah. i i said to her when we go to visit a, a, a samoan family i said just be prepared this is what's going to happen yeah right? so she had a first experience she said I, I can't eat i can't eat that much you know and she said what am i supposed to do and i said well here's a courtesy, courtesy mm. thing to do mm. when they serve up the food yeah. Um, just eat a little bit. Yeah. And leave, 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 leave the rest. Yeah. And they won't, they won't offer more because you oh, haven't eaten the first part, right? That's a good one. And so she started doing that. So anyway, any listeners, if you ever go mm. visit a Samoan family, Cook Island, <laughs> Italian, or any of those type of uh, people that love to put that on you, then that, yeah. that's that's the uh, that's a good well one. that worked with my family because <laughs> growing up, growing up with my mum and dad, they loved hosting people. Mm. You know, don't have people come over as as a kid. It was expected. I knew people were going to come yeah. over. And um, when they did, my brother and I, who's two years older than me, we, we were drilled on what to do. Yes. Right? As soon as this car pulled up in the driveway and we looked, okay, it looks like we've got a visitor. Mm. My, um, my brother's job was to get the, the kettle on, mm. get the hot drinks ready. Uh, and my job was to find these. Now, I don't know if you know, you know the cabin biscuits? Yes, cabin, I do. Yeah. Yes. We always had a, we always had a, like this tin, like mm. a massive tin. There's like a hundred or 200 so biscuits many, in there. Yeah. And we always had one of them in the cupboard. My job was to grab them, 
put them on a on a saucer, get the butter and the jam, oh. butter them up, and then you know by the time the the person was having a chit chat with mum and dad, mm. um, or usually it was dad, you know, yeah. uh, and and uh, my brother and I would come and serve the the biscuits and the thing, or sometimes mum would make up like when she's expecting people to come because that's mm. usually the emergency, that's the yeah. emergency drill. If you're not ready, <laughs> if you're not ready, but when when we're expecting them, yeah, mum would make some nice food, like she would make these nice. Cakes and, yeah. and things like this, like uh, like we call them fat bar bar. I don't know if you've yeah. had them before, but I used to love them. When I smell like oh, mm. and then when when I thought you know oh, we're gonna have a good feed, and yeah. then I realized, and then mum and dad will say, hey um, don't eat don't eat too many yeah. or don't eat any. We're gonna have these people, and I'm like oh, oh man. so I used to love it. Yeah. I used to love it when um, people would come over and we used to serve up the food, and they did that trick on us yeah. where they took a nibble and they didn't eat the rest because oh. for my brother and me we're like. Oh, we're gonna to get to eat it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's ours. It's so, ours. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't eat too much. We're, we're happy to, we're happy yeah. to take over that's after not, you're gone. We don't want to force you. Don't, don't eat. Yeah, it. that's right. So that's how I knew. That's how I knew that you know if if um because we you know because like, if they finished it, yeah, then my mum will say, hey, grab grab another one, yeah, put it on the sauce and take it to the front again. So you know, yep, it will just yep. keep coming unless you know they. So um, yeah. that's how I knew to tell my wife. That's the trick. That's you know, a just, really just good a little trick. bit. They need any more? They yeah. won't. They won't refill. But yeah, that was my that was my upbringing, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm so happy that my wife is somebody that loves to open our home as well. Yeah. She loves to have people over. You know, have visitors over. So, what what about you? Do you do you enjoy having people over? I do. I do. I love feeding people, and um, I love how you mentioned um, there's a drill. There's the there's the, <laughs> the protocol because yeah. we have the exact same thing in our house. Like um, it also depended on which like who came over. So if it was um, well, specifically for Italians, we would get the espresso out. Yep. Um, and that was just no matter what time in the day, we would bring out the, the espresso maker. We'll make a coffee. We'll bring out biscuits. We'll have a whole, like, set wow. that, that we'll bring out. Set so, for guests. Yeah. But we knew what to do. Like, you know, we had the sugar bowl, the milk and everything. And then, we'd, yeah, we'd bring it out. And they would be our guests. So we would fully, like, full hospitality experience. Wow. Try and make them feel welcome, feel, feel comfortable. If it wasn't... Um, if it wasn't um, someone from our Italian side, though, it was just the standard hot drink. Yeah, you know, hot yep. drink biscuits. We'll still feel it. We'll still feed them, but we yep. knew we didn't have to bring out that. The whole fancy yeah, the whole set. Fancy the, set. Ah, <laughs> yeah, wow. that's so, respect. So that's seen as that's seen as wow, man. This yeah. family really respects us and yeah, yeah, has been it really is. courteous with this whole whole sip and boy out. Yeah. You know, as a kid, I didn't like hospitality. Yeah. Uh, you know why? clean up yeah the fact that i had to do chores you know i'm like man like uh, there was this one gentleman that came like every second sunday oh, goodness. and he would come to our house because his mum uh, his uh, wife would have meetings somewhere i can't remember she was part of a a woman's volunteer thing but she, he, he would come over at like around 10 o'clock in the morning 11 o'clock in the morning just oh. when i'm getting ready to go meet my mates and play some basketball mm. or whatever but it was really inconvenient yeah so as um you know when we talk about hospitality today and you know like for Abraham, mm. it was inconvenient. But the lessons that I've learned, mm. you know, now that I love hospitality, yeah. knowing that the inconvenience is going to come, yeah. the the benefits of knowing somebody and somebody else getting to know you and the relationship building far outweigh the inconveniences as far as I'm yeah. concerned. You know, the like that's the, yeah. So the, you know, little did I know those uh, little lessons <laughs> as much as I didn't like mum. You know, um, you know, 
giving instructions and yeah. shouting down at commands and, you know, like, yes. real, hey, get this, get this <laughs> get done. This, it's not like that. Oh, you burnt it. Oh, you oh. silly boy. Bro. Oh, and as soon as the guest came, hello, welcome to the... <laughs> Oh, mum. Oh, that's too real. <laughs> but the, all those little lessons, yeah. man, how how massive they are now that I'm older. I'm like, wow, they yeah. taught me some really valuable stuff. And I now I know this is biblical. Yeah. This is, you know, we're going to read something from Romans where it's a, it's a Christian mm. mandate. Yeah. Right? So, actually, let's go to it. Let's yeah, go to it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I can see that the... I can see that the subtitle that we're looking at on, on here says love and action. Yes, yes, I'm reading. In the Bible in front of me, it says how Christians should behave. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, this is, sure is a lesson, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> All go for right. It. So this is Romans chapter 12, verses 9 to 13, and we're reading from the New International Version this morning. So as the title says, love in action. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fever fever, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Well, there you go. Yes. Right? (laughs) Man, that's some solid counsel there. Yeah. You know, if, if you're ever thinking... Well, how's a Christian supposed to behave? Then, mm. you know, Romans 12 is a very, <laughs> Romans 12 is a really good chapter to refer Absolutely. to. But Paul's very clear here. Yeah. Practice hospitality. That's not just for some, you oh. know, because, you know, just before this passage, he talks about how there are different gifts for different people. Yes. But in this, this passage, he's saying this is what we all do. Mm. As Christians, we all do this. Mm. So hospitality is one of the things that, that the Bible says, practice that. You need to practice. Practice hospitality. And, and like you just said, mm. um, without us even knowing as kids, man, we were getting trained. We were getting <laughs> we were, trained. We were getting practice. Yeah. And we're going to find out how, how significant um, mm. practicing hospitality is when it comes to Jesus Christ and us. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we have a question for you this morning, listening at home or on, in the car. Um, do you enjoy hosting or having people over in your house? So do you enjoy practicing hospitality? And be honest, it's okay. We won't judge you. Um, text us in on 048880891. Also, just as a reminder, today we're talking about Father Abraham, and this is the third episode in the series. So if you've missed any of the previous episodes, you can find them on the Faith FM app and on the Faith FM website. Be sure to check him out under Encounters. Um, I think it's time for a break. Yeah. So this first song is Kindness, kind of on theme with hospitality. Nice. This is written by Matt and Josie Manikas. have been spoken when the feelings have run strong when both of us are certain that the other one is wrong when we've deeply felt the difference as we stood to plead our cause 
Maybe we should call a ceasefire and take time to recall kindness. Kindness. There is always room to show some kindness. There is always room for kindness. There's no reconciliation for these. Contradictory views. They both might be mistaken, but they both cannot be true. But before we pull the trigger, hold out your new jihad. Can we trust in something bigger? Give this battle up to God. Kindness, kindness. There is always room to show some kindness. There is always room for kindness. Well, the questions here are big ones, high as heaven, deep as hell. But until we walk together, or until we say farewell. Kindness, kindness. There is always room to show some kindness. Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and we are talking with David Leo on the topic of 
Um, Abraham and hospitality. Before the break, we had a listener question for you, which was, do you enjoy hosting or having people over at your house? Text us in on 0488880891. We'd love to hear from you this morning. Mm. So, yeah, David, we were just talking about our own experiences with hospitality yeah. before yeah. the break and how our cultures um, are very similar when it mm-hmm. comes to people coming over. We want to shower them with food and make sure they feel fed and, you know, really, um, you know, Oh, I can't keep saying you know, but <laughs> making, them, making them feel yeah. valuable, feel valuable, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's a um, oh, you got me saying you know, but <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've got I've got three kids now. You know, yeah. fifteen, twelve, and uh, nine. They've got a they're, they're on a drill as well. Oh, you know, good. there's an emergency drill. You know, they know they're going to find the stuff, mm. and there is also. We're going to have some people over, so be prepared the to... Planned yeah, ones. and Yeah, and I can see, you know, the eye rolls and stuff, just like me when I was a kid, but they have no idea. Mm. And they're going to appreciate this when you're older, they you know? Will. And um, I'll say all three of them enjoy having people over, mm. especially when they've got kids the same yeah. age as them, you know? <laughs> so the question, you know, the, the, the listener question, I asked that question because I, I, um, you know, I work with a lot of young people, you mm. know, in, in, my, in the ministry that I do, and I'm finding... Uh, it's, it appears that as the generations get, um, as you go younger and younger, and you know, I, I want to be that guy. <laughs> I want to be that old person that blames everything on social media and internet. Oh, that's okay. But yeah. you know, but and I, and I don't know what the reason is. But there mm. are more more people because I, I challenge young people and they say, "Hey, are you gonna be at the blah blah blah?" Mm. And they'll say, "Oh, I'm not sure." And I'm like, "Hey, just give us a no or a yes." Yeah, you know, yeah. And when I get the no, I'll ask. Well, mm. what, what else are you doing? You know? Yeah. Uh, and quite often they just say, oh, I just want to be by myself. I've got Netflix at home. I've got, yeah. you know, I've got my um, social media. I've got this. You know, I don't, I don't want to be around people right now. Yeah. And so I'm finding that, I don't know, I'm, I'm hoping as the generations, as it goes on, I'm hoping there's not this epidemic of people not wanting to be around other people because hospitality goes against all of that. You know, it, does. it, it is an invitation be around me. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> I want you to be with me and I, and I want you to know that I want to be with you too. You know, that's the, that's the whole crux of yeah. hospitality. You know? Absolutely. I love how you mentioned how um, a lot of people these days are wanting to be by them, like not wanting to be by themselves, but have this individualized wanting, like, um, you know, you know, well, you um, know, to do things by themselves because there was a study that was done one time. I can't, source it right uh-huh. now but i do remember it and it was talking about who are the most loneliest people in society today and it was the elderly yeah and uh what was it 18 to 25 no way or something like that oh, i would love because, if you find yeah, that study i'd love I to read it because they did a um they did uh, an experiment where they were trying to they took the two loneliest groups in societies and they paired them, them together. up. Yeah, so some of the elderly who are by themselves wanting wanting connection and yeah. the younger people who, again, alone, wanting connection. But we've developed this individualized, it's all about me wanting mm. to stay alone in my own house type of vibe. And I understand that as well because um, I understand the value of spending time alone but also we need people. We're oh, social yeah. beings. Yeah. So community. being able to have hospitality and be able to practice it is a way to create those connections. Absolutely. Right on. So, yeah, um, right on. I will look for that study. I will yeah, find please. it and I'll like, send it to that, you. That, that surprises me because with the elderly folk, it makes sense because, yeah. you know, when, when I do visit elderly folk, they, they, they often um, say, 
and I wish my my son would bring their children, yeah. you know, or my daughter would bring their children over. They only come mm. like once every couple of weeks or once a month. So I get, you know, for them, they, they're, they're used to being around other people. Yeah. Our older generation know what it's like to fellowship without devices. You know, yes. they, they have that in their DNA. But yeah. when you said 18 to 25, I'm like, yeah. whew, because like, like I said, they've said to me, why do I need to be around people when I've got everything yeah. I need? You know, I can just engage with my screen. You know, that, mm. that's where they're, and I can chat and text yeah. and whatever, but that's um, wow, man! Yeah. I, I can't wait to to. Uh, well, I might look, I might look for it myself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's 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 either eighteen to twenty five or it's eighteen to thirty. Yeah. It's the younger generation. Yeah, it's crazy. And I and hope it doesn't get worse. I um, hope it doesn't because yeah. yeah, I think the devices are definitely part of it. Yeah, because it's it's developed a, a crutch. Yeah. That this is how we socialize now. And yes, but also no. Yeah. So yeah. if you're one of those listeners that like to host people, yeah. then if you know 18 to 25-year-olds that you can have <laughs> over to your home, then please do what you got to do to get those, you know, tell them, hey, no excuses, none of that stuff. Yeah, come, look come out over. for them. They may be a lot more lonely than you think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right on. Absolutely. But let's look at look, look like yeah. Father Abraham now. Let's look at Father Abraham. And, and the story is in Genesis 18. That's uh, that's where the story is, and we're going to learn some lessons from Abraham and hospitality. And by this time, mm. there's been a couple of between um, that that uh, uh, that battle. Yes, well, the warrior. You know, yeah, yeah. Yes. Where the, it will seem like a, what do you call it? What do you call it when it's a small army militia? Where yeah. they're like a little militia that went and beat these kingdoms. Yeah, uh, a few things have happened. The Hagar and Ishmael, where you know God had in Genesis 15 had to reaffirm the covenant, mm. but then in Genesis 16, um, Sarah suggests, "Why don't you take the servant girl and yes. have a child with her?" So that's happened. And in Genesis 17, Abraham asks at 99 years old, "God, can you please just tell me that promise again?" Mm. And then God gives the promise, the covenant. We yeah. call it the covenant. And now His name has been changed from Abraham. To Abraham. Ah, uh, that's right? when the change happens. Yeah. So uh, Abraham, I think, meant uh, father, uh, exalted father. That's what Abraham meant. Mm. And Abraham now means father of many nations. Oh. So now his name's been changed. So the reaffirmation re- 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 of, yes, Abraham, I'm keeping my covenant. It's going to happen. Mm. Even at 99 years old, it's going to happen. Yeah. And our story begins in Genesis 18. Um, if you could read the uh, first uh, two verses, please. Absolutely. The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre while he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day. Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. Well, okay. <clears throat> so here's an interesting thing we learn about yeah. Abraham, right? He's outside his tent. It tells us it must be noon be, uh, or, you know, between noon and three or something like that because mm. it says it's, the, it's the heat of the day. So it's hot. And he says these, he sees he these three men who are journeying and he says to himself, man, these guys are probably tired. Mm. You know, they're walking in the middle of the heat, you know, like uh, I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't like walking uh, during the heat of the day. You know, it's a um, I'd rather in the morning. Or when it's cooler in the evening, but definitely not then. But these men are doing that, and he hurries out to meet them mm. because there's something he wants to do. And he appeals to them, bowing to the ground. He appeals to them and says, "Please, whatever you're doing, uh, don't don't pass by my my tent. Yeah. Don't pass by my residence. Mm. I want you to come and 
come and uh, hang out with me. And mm. in verse 4, if you, could, if, you could, if you could read verse 4, please. Absolutely. Let a little water be brought, and then you may all wash your feet and rest under this tree. And then verse 5? Yep. Let me get you something to eat so you can be refreshed and then go on your way now that you have come to your servant. Very well, they answered. Do as you say. Okay, so these men, <clears throat> they look like they're journeying. Mm. They probably stopped you know, in front of the tent and they look like they're probably re- you know, referring to a map or mm. looking at the GPS or whatever and going, oh, you know, where? Looking yeah, a little us. Yeah. Well, which direction do we go? Mm. And it looked like they're about to walk away from Abraham and Abraham's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't pass me by. Yeah. Come in. And then he says, let me wash your feet. Come have something to eat. What does that? What does that remind you of? Hospitality. Hospitality. Let me get you some food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Think about this, right? Yeah. There's something that we, as Christians, we've been asked to practice this in remembrance of Jesus. Mm. And we take something to eat, and we wash feet. Mm. Right. We call this communion. Yeah. Right. Communion is something that we do where we wash feet. Now, in those mm. days, it makes sense because they're walking on dust and their feet get dirty and they wash feet. Mm. Now, when we're doing it in 2023, it's a weird thing to have somebody touching your feet when you can wash it yourself in the bath or the shower, mm, right? Yeah. But Jesus said, this is what, something you can practice. Yeah. Now, the story we're about to embark on, the story we're about to open up is going to give us some insights as to why Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Absolutely. Mm. Um, we're going to a break soon. Yeah. Um, before we do, let me remind you of our listener question. Do you enjoy hosting and having people over at your house? Text us in on 0488880891. And also we have a book offer coming on later yes. on in the program. It's a bit to the theme. If you can eat, you can make disciples. Sharing Faith in a Multi-Faith World by Peter Rollenfeld. Have you heard of this book before, David? I have. Yeah. Yes. I've actually got a copy. I haven't finished it, though. Yeah, I've, I've, read, a, I've read a couple of chapters, and uh, I agree. <laughs> but yes, I agree as well. If you can eat, you can make disciples. Um, be sure to hang around for the code on that. But right now, this next song is What a Friend by Emu Music. Jesus, all our sins increase to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit.
program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and today we have David Lear on his series, Father Abraham, and we are talking about Abraham and hospitality. So, David, before the break, we started diving into Genesis chapter 18, 18, and we're looking at how Abraham is showing hospitality to these three strangers, these three men, who are just passing by, kind of looking a little lost, and he's just straight up, let me wash your feet, let me give you some food, let me give you some water yeah so yeah um there's a lot of lessons but that's basically hospitality basically yeah, yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna look at some of the stuff that he does you know um if, if you look at the the verbs that are used in this chapter mm. it says that when he saw the men he ran yeah right and then in uh verse um six it says so abraham hurried you know yeah and then Verse seven, and then he ran to the herd, right? Yeah. So he hurried to Sarah, get the get the flour ready to make the finest bread, mm. and then he runs to, and he's the one that chooses the calf. It says that he ran yeah. to the herd and selected a choice tender calf and gave it to a servant who hurried who hurried to prepare it. Yeah. So there's this urgency. There's this. I, I need to make these. I need to get the stuff ready for these people who yeah. are, I'm waiting on them. You know, and so his hospitality is a very urgent and. Um, Important yes. thing, right? And people see that. Yeah. You know, when you fuss over them, people see that. You know, mm. they're like, "Oh, wow!" You know, this. Um, uh, there, there was actually this. There was this kid from um, uh, Northwest Christian School that mm. I that I, I worked at, and he was just around the corner. And every now and then, he'll drop into my house with my oldest son. You know, mm. they'll come and just hang out a bit, do some stuff, and they'll go down to the basketball courts together. Yeah. And at school, uh, at uh, one of the one of the sessions we had in, in class, talking about um, feeling valued, you know, I was I was pleasantly surprised mm. when the question was asked. You know, um, is there somewhere that you go and fe- that, that makes you feel valuable? And he put his hand up, uh-huh. and he goes, "Oh, when I get a Pastor Dave's house." Oh, and I was like, "Whoa!" You know, that caught me off guard. I was like. Why? And he says, "Oh, you know, they um, they have ice blocks, and they you know, they always they always have a drink, and they always prepare a meal, and yeah. um, you know, I, I always feel really important when I go there." And I was like, "Whoa, you know?" And it's and like I said before, these were from protocol, these were from practice as a kid. Yeah, you know, it's just now they were passing it on to our kids. This is just part and parcel of what we do now, yeah. right? But it, it, it rings true and makes a big deal. For others yes. that we that we take for granted, so it took that comment for me to go, oh, yeah, this is hospitality is still very important. Absolutely. I better make sure, you know, like even my son was looking at me at class. He was like, Whoa. you know, I was oh. like, yeah, yeah. So we we talked about it that evening at home mm. for worship. We're like, hey, let's not take for granted the practice yeah. of hospitality. You know, like that comment really reminded me this is something that we got to keep doing. And so Abraham yeah. makes it impo- make, makes us of uttermost importance mm. that these men need to be served. Story goes on yeah. that the men come bearing good news because these men, they're actually on a mission mm. to judge Sodom and Gomorrah. Ooh. Yeah, that's, okay. that's what's going on here. Abraham doesn't know that. No. He doesn't know that. But one of the men says to him, hey, is your wife here? And he says, yeah, she's in the tent. And he says, this time this year, He's gonna, she's gonna have a son, mm. and she laughs. Yes, yes. She laughs in the tent. You know, she's like, ha. Ah, she's yeah. like, oh, funny my joke. My yeah, my husband's ninety nine years old, and, and uh, I'm old. well past, I'm well past fertility age. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. And then the men, because of Abraham's hospitality, yeah. he is now invited into the council 
of God's dealings. Oh. Now, the, what he doesn't realize, and I'm going to talk about this more when we talk about Joshua. Mm. He doesn't realize that God himself is sitting in front of him as a human being. Oh, right. No. Yeah. So, so he's, he's actually <laughs> conversing with his creator yeah. and his Lord and Savior that he doesn't know that this Jesus Christ that is meant to come mm. in the future is sitting with him and now telling him what he's about to do. Yeah. And Abraham, you know, when, do you remember who's living in Solomon Gomorrah? That, Lot. Right. Yes. So when he hears this, you're going to judge the city of Solomon Gomorrah? Mm. But my, Please. Yeah. yeah. And then we, we find later on in the chapter, in this particular chapter, um, he starts pleading on behalf of Solomon Gomorrah. Mm. He says, oh, if there's 50 righteous people, will you still? Yeah. You know, and the, the answer comes back from God. Well, you know. Maybe. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> but you're not going to find 50. And he keeps negotiating until yeah. he gets to like, what if there's one? <laughs> you know? yeah. and, and, and the boldness, the, mm. the, the fact that Abraham can go there to... Um, plead and intercede on behalf of Sodom and Gomorrah, mm. this is actually the attitude of Christ himself. Mm. Through hospitality, he's learned, wow, I can, I can have, um, I have a seat to be able to say something to the Lord of all the earth. Yeah. Right. And, and that's, that's the big thing about hospitality. I, I made mention of communion before. Right. Mm. When it comes to communion, and especially, especially nowadays in 2023, you know, sometimes I try and put my um, my uh, my brain inside the head of somebody that's visiting our church for the first time. Mm. They don't know anything about Christ. They don't know yeah. anything about, and they see these people washing each other's feet. What a, what a weird thing, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, you know, like, uh, um, I need to give consent, you know, like you can't touch my, my, my bare foot. It's a, it's a strange, strange act, you know, it's a strange thing. But when we look to what Abraham's doing, the faith of Abraham, you know, we, we've, we've been journeying with him. He left his country. He, uh, he followed this God that he didn't really know that well. He's done this thing where he saved Lot. He's keeping the covenant. And he keeps asking God, please, God, you know, this covenant promise that you said, blah, 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 blah. Now he's at a point in the relationship with this God that he knows, that he knows, that, and he's starting to realize, man, mm. you know, he's, this is a great God, God of mm. mercy. And the God's about to do judgment. Mm. And he has the faith to appeal to his mercy. Yeah. Right. The more we practice, the more we practice the, the foot washing, mm. you know, the more we practice uh, what Jesus said, when you take of the bread and you take of the wine, this is my body, this is my blood that you participate in. Mm. It takes faith to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what's a sinful being like me got to do with taking part of Christ's body and, you know, to, to have that blood that redeems me mm. and frees me from all my sin? Like, I don't, I'm not worthy. No. I'm not worthy of all of that. But in that foot washing process, and you know the story of Peter, right? Yeah. When, when Jesus goes, you know, Jesus is the one that scoops down to go wash all the disciples' feet, mm. which is one of the most remarkable stories ever. Yeah. Um, and Peter says, oh, oh, you can't wash my, my feet? Yeah. yeah, I get it, Peter. Yeah. I wouldn't want the Lord of, Lord of all the earth washing my feet either. I'm not, right. you know, that's not my position, right? Mm. That's not what I should be doing. But in that act, when we do that, we are being... We are humiliating ourselves and bowing down, just like Abraham did. You know, I'm going to wash your feet. 
and then it's reciprocated. Then you have to have the humbleness to allow somebody else to wash your feet, right? Mm. And then together as a community, we take part in this uh, bread and this um, this wine that represents the, the blood of Jesus mm. and the bread representing the, the body of Jesus. And together as a community, by faith, we all say, hey, this is what we're here for. Yeah. This is what we're about. You know? And in that moment, in that moment of communion, which is why I love communion so much, I'll share my story um, one time why foot washing is such an emotional thing for me. Mm. <laughs> but um, in that moment, this is Jesus Christ opening up his home mm. and saying, hey, I'm inviting you. Right? I'm inviting you to be part of this. Remember, you're part of this family. Yeah. Right? And when we say yes, that we're part of it. And the moment that we take part of it, then he says, hey, now you go open up your homes. Mm. You know, do just as I, I'm doing. Right? And we learn from Abraham, Father Abraham, Father what, it, what it means to, to, to fuss, you know, to mm. fuss over the, the guests. Little did he know. Yeah. Hebrews 13.2. We draw up yeah. Hebrews 13.2. Here's a... He's an awesome, awesome mm. verse. Yeah. Yep. Hebrews 13 verse 2, it says, Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by, doing, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing oh, it. Oh, that sounds, that sounds so a lot familiar. like Abraham, doesn't it? <laughs> and, and, and it makes you realize, too, yeah. that there have been others. It makes you wonder, too, what about us? Is it yeah. possible? Right? And so in entertaining, um, entertaining these guests, he had no idea that he was going to be face-to-face with his, his God, the yeah. one that called him out you know, of, of his homeland. And in the story, the other two, the other two uh, messengers, mm. they go. They leave to Sodom and Gomorrah, and he stays behind with his Lord and Savior mm. and starts the, the negotiation process and starts, please, please, Lord, you know, yeah. if there's this, if there's that. And... Uh, Man, that's the that's the spirit of Christ right there. No, mm. How many of us want the spirit of Christ? Absolutely. Mm. Well, we have to go to a break now. But before we do, we have our book offer for today. If you can eat, you can make disciples. Sharing faith in a multi-faith world by Peter Rowenfeld. Inspire yourself or your congregation to make disciples. What does it mean to be a Christian and share our faith in a multi-faith or no-faith world? In our complex post-Christian world, sharing our faith can seem equally complex. But consider how Jesus related to his multi-faith context, particularly his teachings in Luke chapter 10 verses 1 to 24. He engaged Jews, Samaritans, Roman Gentiles, peasants, fishermen, urbanites, religious leaders, soldiers, merchants and other spiritual discussions. In spiritual discussions, his compassion, insights, authority, and methodology left people amazed. During on this key teaching and the example of Jesus, this book suggests a simple, reproducible approach. It seeks to demystify evangelism, putting it within reach to every believer. The code is after the break. This next song is Psalms 145 featuring Felicity Jones and Matt Surleys. God, my King, I will extol you. 
bless your name forevermore. Every day I'll sing your goodness, in the greatness of the Lord. You are praised through generations of your Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and we are finishing up our program today with David Leo on Abraham and hospitality. As promised, we have our giveaway for today. We have about eight copies, so if you think you miss out, you didn't, make sure you text in and grab it. Um, the book is If You Can Eat, You Can Make Disciples, and I know I like to eat, mm. so I'm sure if you like to eat, you know you can make disciples. This book can help you do that. Today's code to claim it 
is father3, F-A-T-H-E-R and the number three. No spaces. Text that in to 0488 880891. That is father3, F-A-T-H-E-R and the number three. Text that in to 0488 880891. So, David... We're finishing up for today. Mm, what what are we, how are we going to finish I've it? Got so a, much more to this say. This is a great topic. I feel like we could we could talk about hospitality for so long. So yeah, well, yeah. you know where I want to land this. I, I, yeah, the bottom line is this. Mm. Um, you know, as far as the salvation story is concerned, from the moment our first parents Adam and Eve fell, mm. we became like strangers. You know, strangers yeah. to to our own God, and. We look at we look at the story from Genesis, you know, from Adam and Eve to mm. Abraham to uh, Moses, right down to the time that we're living in. Yeah. We look at uh, Jesus Christ and his methodology, mm. and the lengths that he's gone to to make us not feel not be strangers anymore. Yeah. You know, he's he's gone to so much lengths. To be hospitable, mm. to open up home where we belong, because mm. we, you know, deep down inside we feel like we don't belong. Yeah. But when you look at salvation, you look at Jesus Christ, you look at um, who He is and what He's done, and His plans for us. Mm. You're like, whoa, man, that makes me feel. That makes me really valuable. Yeah. Am I really worth that much? Mm. You know. And He fusses. You look at His verbs. <laughs> he's hurrying. He's he's running. Mm. He's doing all these things. We're talking about the God of the universe here, right? You know, he could have, you know, maybe maybe I've influenced too much of uh, what Hollywood's put out, but <laughs> he could have just said, you know what, they're not worth it. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll move on to the next project. You know, yeah. I'll just we'll, we'll try this again. But he didn't. He said, no, no, um, I love my children too much. Mm. They think I don't love them, but I'm going to sh- demonstrate to them yes. what love looks like. Mm. You know, and love looks like this. Love looks like hospitality. Yeah. You know, love looks like there's so many things that happens in uh, a room, and you know what I'm talking about, Carmi. Mm. There's so many things that happen in a room where you've prepared a meal, they're sitting down, they're talking, mm. and the the way that the way that things are shared in such a relaxed atmosphere. Yeah. You know, because you've already you've already demonstrated. We've prepared a meal for you. This yeah. is our home. You know, like, Nikasa, uh, Sukasa. You know, like, yeah, just make yourself at home. It, it, it makes the person say, wow, mm. I'm, I'm in a place of comfort. I can be vulnerable mm. and I can share what's on my heart. Yeah. And this is what happens in homes where these things take place, where hospitality is practiced. Mm. People get to be real. You know, people get to share what's really on their hearts. Mm. People get to um, get to make friends. They get to trust you. Mm. You get to trust them. You know, and, and uh, there's there's so many things that take place here. There's so many things from God's kingdom that takes place just by the simple act of hospitality, hospitality. right? And and all and in all these things, I think the biggest thing that Jesus wants us to understand is when you practice hospitality, you'll start to understand what it means. Of what I'm doing, yeah, you know, and who I am, mm. and it is like I like I said before. I was thinking, man, I wonder if the inconvenience at the time of uh, you know 
I mean, it's pretty cool now. Like, I like it when my kids clean up afterwards, you know? I'm like, hey. <laughs> yeah, because you yeah, don't have to do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't have to do this anymore. But, yeah. you know, um, but, you know, like something in the house can, can be damaged, you know? Um, mm. there, there, are, there are inconveniences. There's always inconveniences. But this is part of ministry. Yes. If anybody's been inconvenienced, <laughs> if anybody's been inconvenienced, yeah. it is somebody that had everything at his disposal, yeah. you know, had the whole universe in his hands, had, uh, had nothing to live or nothing to, to, uh, to lose or, mm. or didn't need to give anything, but decided he would yeah. for the sake of us because he says, you know, like, I want you to come home. I want you to come home. You know, like when I just looking at Abraham um, and the verbs, he ran, he hurried, yeah. he ran. The first person I thought of is the story in the prodigal son, yeah. where the son returns, right? Yeah. And it says the father ran. Ran. The father ran. You know, I'm like, whoa, that's that's the way Jesus feels about us. Yeah. You know, like it, it, it's not. Uh, I'll say you're back now, are you? Yeah. You know, after all that time, you've learned your lesson. <laughs> now it's like, oh, they've, they've clicked in their head. Yeah. They've realized, oh, I am your child. Yeah. I'm not a stranger. Mm. No, no, she's like, no, I've known you all your life. You know, I just, yeah. I just need you to come. <laughs> I need you to come to the table and understand yeah. I've known you all your life. But now you're starting to realize, yes, I love you that much. Yeah. You know, this is, I wanted to give everything. Yeah. You know, and he's literally demonstrated that. And, um, just like the strangers, just like the strangers that that came through Abraham, mm. right? They're coming to deliver bad news and uh, and uh, what do you call it? And, and judgment to, yeah. to Solomon Gomorrah. I mean, it's bad news for Solomon Gomorrah, mm. but they wanted to drop the good news first. You know, Abraham, this time next year you're going to have a son. Yeah. And so we learn from the story. <clears throat> this is going to happen on a global scale, mm. right? Well, we're the Abra- we're the children of Abraham. Yeah. This is our job now. We've been given the good news. We need to, you know, we need to be open up our homes more, yeah. you know, and say, hey, <laughs> Come on this is, in. Yeah, this is what's <laughs> happening. Like Jesus is coming back and, and he, he said for a long time, I want my children to come home. I want to, I want to, I want them to come to heaven. I want to create a new earth. Yeah. You know, I want them to experience what it means to be in the home that I created for them. Yeah. So, um, man. Just thinking about that, you know, yeah. I'm already thinking about that that new home. It's gonna, it's gonna be marvelous. It's everything that God planned mm. and then some, you know. Yeah. So, for everyone out there, just like uh, Romans twelve says, yes, practice hospitality. Practice yeah. hospitality. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, David. I'm sure we could talk for a very mm. long time on yes. hospitality, but we've got about a minute left in our program, so maybe for another time. Yeah. <laughs> Just to remind you all of our book giveaway for today, If You Can Eat, You Can Make Disciples. That code is FATHER3. F-A-T-H-E-R and the number three. Text that into 0488880891. Now, we're not going to have you for Tuesday next week. And Wednesday. I don't know. It's a re- we have a recording. For oh, Wednesday. yes. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So we're going to have you for, for Wednesday, which is fantastic. But we're not going to have you tomorrow. Uh-huh. But be sure you join us tomorrow. We have David Cherry um, and Jason Cook. And they're going to be talking about passion. Ooh. And yeah, taste and see. So what's your passion? I'm excited for that one. We're hospitality. very excited. Yeah, hospitality. <laughs> we're super excited to have David join us. So um, yes, we were talking before that there's so many Davids involved in radio. Mm. We're going to have to start calling you about. Bye. 
their last names. But yes, um, I believe there's a week of worship happening at Helios. Yes, there is. You're going to be occupied, but you know, you're doing the Lord's work, so it's all exciting. And I'm sure they will be blessed Mm. by a week of worship as well. Absolutely. Um, Thank you again. This next song is Make Your Home in Me by Ben Welter. Thank you all for joining us, and thank you, David, for joining us as well. Have a great day, everyone. Fox a den, every bird a nest, but the Son of Man has no place to rest. Every heart a man, every king a throne, but the Word made flesh, no earthly home. Your burdens light and your is easy your name is love and your grace is free my heart was locked but you had the key make your home in me make your home in me Lord you Come to me in your homelessness, burning in your eyes, such a great distress. Who will heal your wounds? Who will make your bed? I will comfort you. I will share my bread for your burdens light and your is free my heart was locked but you had the key